You're listening to The Big Cast C-Suite Edition, your source for leadership insights and inspiration with John Janclays. Hello, everyone. This is John Janclays. Welcome to this month's edition of C-Suite Interviews, where my job is to go out in the field and interview leaders from across the business spectrum looking for ideas that can both enlighten and inspire our own leadership journeys. And today's no different. Today, we are going to interview Gene Zeno. He is the founder of MBO Partners, which is a group that is dedicated to making a marketplace, actually a technological platform where independent contractors and workforces can meet with enterprises. During our interview, we talked at length about the risk to both the independent contractor and the firm and how his platform can help mitigate those risks. But most important is the opportunity side of the equation which is on an ever-increasing basis, firms need to be able to quickly bring together a constellation of resources in order to drive their missions forward. MBO Partners is a key solution in making that happen. So if you're ready, grab a chair, put your feet up, and listen to my interview with Gene Zeno. Hey, Gene, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good, John. Thank you very much for inviting me. Uh, we're glad to to have you on the show today. Our listeners are going to, uh, I think, have their cup full at the end of the show and answering the question, you know, how can we outpartner the competition? And you've got a really interesting offering, and maybe that's a good place to start. Uh, maybe you can tell us about MBO Partners, its mission, and and what are the services they provide? Yeah. Uh, well, MBO Partners has been around uh, since the pretty much the turn of the millennial, and our mission for you know for the last 18, 20 years uh, has been uh, all about uh, has been the same, and it's it's all about making it easy for uh, the independent professional worker, that one person consultant, or or even uh, that uh, uh, one person that might have a couple of people working with them, but delivering um, strategic services uh, on their own and running their own one-person business to make it easy for them to do work with their clients. Um, and as we go through this session, uh, I think you'll appreciate and understand why it's not that easy for these people to uh, traditionally work um, you know, with, with clients, for clients to work with them. And um, our kind of you know, vision is, is to have, you know, create an environment both on the uh, buyer side, the company side uh, of these businesses that need to get access to great talent, and on the individual side that wants to deliver talent across many of their businesses. Um, our, our vision is to kind of have a, um, a better economic model and, um, and infrastructure that makes it easier for these people to do the kind of work they want to do and for companies to be able to take advantage of uh, some really high talent people on a more direct basis. And these are people they generally could not just hire as uh, full-time people, nor are these the people that generally want to work on a full-time basis. Yeah, so this is really interesting. I and mean, I'm curious just to dig in. But before we get going, I'd like to know a little bit about your background and, and what brought you to this type of work. Have a financial background. Started at one of the large uh, uh, accounting consulting firms, um, and then built a a consulting company. Uh, actually, a couple of them, 
And I have witnessed, you know, the, the feast or famine of uh, meeting people and not being able to uh, have people available at the snap of your fingers when you need them. You know, when you're in the consulting business, uh, your clients, um, you know, want to, want things right away and you can't afford to, you know, to have everybody sitting around on a bench so you could deploy them right away. And, and I kind of saw the need for having a more agile workforce. Uh, and I, I also saw the evolution of people wanting to have more control over their careers and taking on more of a freelance and independent worker, worker way to build their careers because people like to have more control over what they do and kind of do the work they really want to do. And, and the, the more people that have um, uh, some of these higher talent skills and certainly technology is, is an area where things are constantly changing and and innovating and these organiz these individuals like to um, kind of do special projects across many different clients and they could really keep sharpening their skills. So, um, you know, so, so that evolved uh, and was part of, uh, of, of using these people and then I saw our need to really help them. So we built MBO Partners as a, uh, a kind of a business operating system for that independent consultant, that independent worker who uh, is, is out there creating their own career, um, you know, as a one-person business uh, across many different organizations, and also at the same time um, understood from the business point of view that you can't have, uh, you know, all the people you need at your disposal on, as a full-time employee, and it became uh, even, you know, more of a, um, a critical issue for business as our economy grew, uh, became more global. Uh, as technology continued to push uh, uh, the rate of change to be even more rapid, where you have to look over your shoulder constantly in terms of what new business models are popping up. And then, of course, implementing things like new technology and, and new business models, you need to get access to talent when you need it and pretty sophisticated talent when you need it. So, so we, uh, you know, we, we built this platform so that uh, there could be a much more fluid and liquid workforce of talented people that are available to businesses on a just-in-time basis and and um, that's pretty much what we've been doing you know for uh you know the last uh, 17 18 years or so and we have a technology that facilitates that and a whole platform that um, kind of is the um, uh, uh, ecosystem between the talent and the and the organizations that want to use them yeah so if i was interested in sourcing talent um, tell me a little bit more about the platform. I mean, how would it benefit me as an employer, and how does it benefit independent workers? How, how should we think about that? Sure. So as a uh, employer, as a business, what the platform would do would enable you to build your own community relationships with the types of talent that you think are you're going to need, or that are you know uh, you know somewhat. Um, somewhat critical to your to your business or you know from time to time uh, and you could build a a, um, uh, a relationship you know with these individuals so that um, they could be there on the ready when you need them uh, and then for the individuals what they what they uh, do with our platform is is they, they build relationships with a portfolio of companies um, and um, you know maybe typically these these individuals might work in, in a, 
work across, you know, six to 12 different companies in a year. And they want to, uh, you know, have recurring work with those organizations. So it's kind of splitting up um, work across people and across companies, but doing it in a way where it's relationship-based, where you get to know these people, they get to know your business, and um, it, it's a very efficient way to get work done, and it's a very um, satisfactory way to deliver work because if you are doing the kind of work you want to do with the kinds of organizations that you want to work with, uh, doing it when you want to do it and actually where you want to do it, uh, it's pretty satisfying to the individual. And for the organizations, it, it's great to have access to kind of high quality talent without having to have them on, as a full-time basis or without having to go out to the market um, and, you know, engage, you know, large, um, uh, firms and, and uh, vendors that you don't really know, you know, who these people are and you know, there's always risk and there's more costs involved uh, and more time to get someone involved. So it definitely takes some effort, uh, you know, to, to build that community um, and it's a strategic initiative uh, for both the businesses that want to build that kind of workforce as well as for the individuals who understand and want to uh, build a relationship with, with the type of customers or clients that they want to work with. Yeah. But our platform uh, enables um, those relationships uh, to be curated uh, to one another and also then facilitates all of the time billing, the collections, uh, the payments, but most importantly, also the work of classification, which at some point, uh, John, we should talk about because it's a big issue in today's world in terms of what is an employee versus what is an independent contractor, and they're very blurry, and it's really important uh, for organizations that are going to be using this type of workforce to understand how to engage with them so that they don't find themselves in a situation where uh, there there's risk of them being reclassified as their employee and entitled uh, where, where, the, where they're penalized for either taxes or employee benefits and things of that nature. So we, you know, at some point, it would probably be good for the audience to understand those issues. No, I think it'd be great, Gene. And I'm hearing a couple things as you're talking about uh, the business and that it's helping firms on both sides and independents de-risk the relationship then also take a lot of friction and noise out of it too. There's got to be an incredible amount of frustration on both parties in trying to be effective in, in getting after the relationship and making the work happen. Hey, before we turn to that though, um, I want our listeners to hear your thoughts about and the reason behind a report that you put out. And the name of the report is The State of Independence in America. And this is the eighth year that MBO Partners is publishing this report. Tell us about the report and maybe some of the key findings in it. Yeah, John. So um, we, we created this report, the State of Independence in America, um, in, in 2011 because, uh, you know, part of our, you know, again, I, this is a, a passion for me, right? So, you know, it used to be that um, I think there was a general um, perception that if you're an independent contractor or you don't have a traditional full-time job, uh, it's because you can't get one. Um, you're kind of, you know, you're, 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 you're not, uh, as good as, 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 uh, someone can get a full-time job. Um, and 
there there was a bit of a stigma around that and even for companies to say that they're using freelancers or independent contractors it was almost something they didn't want to talk about um you know it, 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 it um, you know it it seemed like you know they're they're that they're they're a lesser uh, workforce, and um, you know, having been involved in this for all the years we've been, um, I knew that just was just a big myth and just not true, and 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 that these people are extremely talented people, and and they've chosen to take the leadership and actually take control of their careers, and do things that um, are are um, uh, you know that they're passionate about and they do really well. So we wanted to, to bring some publicity and research uh, with real data, and, and we hired an independent research firm in 2011 to produce this report, which um, was for the, for the first time the only report out there that studied this segment of the workforce. And what we found back in 2011, some amazing results, which over the course now of eight years, and we're, we're, we have the longest standing uh, uh, report that has eight years of consistent data across, you know, tens and tens of thousands of, of data points, um, and as well as, uh, you know, some uh, both quantitative and qualitative data. Uh, and, you know, today, you know, there's other reports out there. McKinsey did a report, Deloitte did a report a few years ago. Uh, just, uh, just a couple of months ago, the United States uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics uh, finally came out with a report. And, um, and all, all of these are, are not, uh, they're, all, they're all very similar to our report, but I, I would say that I think our data has the most uh, richest um, perspectives of what's the motivations of these people, uh, the size of the workforce. So I'll, I'll give you just some highlights of it. Um, basically, uh, we define the independent workforce as, you know, uh, the way the survey works, it surveys Americans, it's only for the United States. Uh, and it, it basically asks Americans, do you have a full-time job or are you working as an independent contractor? And if they say they are working as an independent contractor, there's another set of questions that they get that uh, are, are asked of them about their behaviors and their satisfaction and things like that. And, and I can tell you that over the eight years, uh, this size of this workforce uh, is about 41 million people. Wow. Uh, it, ha it has, ha has grown... Um, uh, about three times the, the 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 rate of the traditional workforce, um, and of those uh, 41 uh, million people, um, uh, we broke them down between kind of full time and and occasional and part time people. And you know, Uber is in there, right? And you know, Task Rabbits, and you know, people that are are, are doing what we call side gigs. Um, and you know that there, there's there's a high growth in that area, um, which is um, you know people that are usually doing some types of contract work to supplement their full time job. Um, that's not the core business of MBO, uh, but it's in our research because we found it interesting. As part of our research, we started learning uh, and saw that as a significant growth area. But the other area of growth in the workforce, which is very significant and very much part of what we do, and I think your listeners will want to get access to, is what we call the more independent professional 
um, the consultant that is out there doing independent work. And today there are over 3.3 million of those people that are earning over $100,000 a year doing this type of work. But the significant thing about that is that since the beginning of our study, there was 1.9 million and today there's 3.3 million. It's one of the fastest growing segments. And the result of that uh, is a combination of things. You know. Today, work is largely digital, and you could do work from anywhere. So geography is not as critical anymore. So people are finding that they could they could do work from places that they want to live. Um, they could uh, obviously they could get on a plane or if they need to meet the client. But there's there's a lot of work they could do digitally. The internet and so and collaboration technology has made it easier to communicate with your clients or Skype and things like that. Like uh, uh, you know uh, obviously. You know what? Even what you're doing, John, is uh, is, is part of this uh, workforce. And um, what was really interesting is that over 78, over the course of the um, eight years we've been doing this, between 75 and 80 percent every year, these people are saying they are they will not go back to full time work. The level of engagement and satisfaction of these people is through the roof. In fact, the last two years we've been asking some interesting questions like um, uh, about their health. And um, over 60% say they actually feel healthier being an independent worker because they have more control over their life. And when you have more control over your life, you're less stressful, even if you're working more. And they could work out a little bit more. They do their exercise. They're, they're not subject to a boss that uh, you know they don't have control over. They're not subject to mergers and acquisitions that they don't have control over. They're not subject to having um, to you know deal with new processes that they didn't have input on. So there's a huge movement of highly talented people that are recognizing that they could go build their own careers but easily by creating a profile on LinkedIn, doing a blog, uh, creating a website, and now with technologies and infrastructures that make it easy for them to do this is a very fast-growing segment of the workforce. And for the companies that want to tap into this workforce, it's a tremendous partnering capability to identify the types of talents that you need in your business and get direct access to them um, by eliminating a lot of costs um, because you're not going through multiple channels. You're dealing directly with these people. Um, you're able to get them to understand your business and they're there on, a, on an ongoing basis as you need them. And uh, and for them, they could create a portfolio of clients, you know, a dozen or so, uh, that also gives them a diversified income stream. And um, it's kind of a win-win uh, for them and for the business and for our co our economy. Uh, it's actually $1.3 trillion is being generated by these 41 million people uh, within the United States. And it's um, uh, we believe that uh, by 2020, um, there will be almost half of the United States workforce that at some point in their career will be doing this type of work. And certainly the, you know, baby boomers uh, are finding that, uh, you know, they don't want to retire. 
they've got a lot of knowledge and skills and relationships. So they decide to go off and do project-based work. And they could do a gig for two or three months and then go on vacation or, or go travel somewhere and do it while they're traveling. So it's, uh, it's a whole new dynamic, and it's a very important part of our workforce. Yeah, no, it seems like it. And, you know, a lot of our listeners, Gene, here are using independence. And um, just listening to you talk, reading the report, it's almost like we should open our eyes as folks who use independence with maybe, you know, a new way of looking at it and maybe engage for the first time, have that, that, that day one kind of mindset. What advice would you give organizations saying when you're engaging independence, you know, for the first time or, or re-engaging again, what should, what should we do to make that successful from our side of the equation? Well, the most important thing, John, is to make sure you're doing it compliantly. Now, here's the bad part of this story. <laughs> um, our labor laws have not caught up to this change of our workforce. And there is very um, blurry rules as to are you an independent contractor or are you an employee? And because of that, um, it's very difficult and potentially risky to start using independent contractors um, at, without understanding um, whether you're on one side or the other. And I could tell you that you could have the same set of facts in one state or another state, and you'll have uh, in a and you'll be judged differently. And it, it, it's, it's uh, unfortunately, um, it's very difficult. So what, what do you need to do? Well, um, uh, you, you, need, you need to either get, you know, get counsel to make sure you understand how to properly set up a program to deal with independent contractors. Um, uh, you certainly could use a a, a, an infrastructure and a program like you know MBO Partners, which you know obviously that's what we do for a living. We we actually have uh, uh, over 55 of the Fortune 500 that uses MBO to engage their hundreds and thousands of independent uh, workers. And 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 what we do, we have a tool and a process that that um, they, even every state has somewhat different rules, and the federal government has different rules. Whether it's the Department of Labor, whether it's the IRS, whether it's the state workers comp, whether it's the state unemployment. So um, there's there's tests and and um, and rules that uh, you need to make sure are 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 being accommodated and and putting people in the right engagement process. Sometimes they need to make sure that they're paid as a uh, an employee of their own little business. Uh, sometimes they need to be paid as a, um, or it's okay for them to be paid as a, a sole proprietor. Uh, sometimes uh, you need to make sure that the work arrangement is set up that is truly independent. Uh, the analogy I like to use, uh, which I think drives this point home, is, you know, if you were to bring on a consultant into your business and they come in at, you know, nine o'clock in the morning and, you know, they're sitting at your desk, at their desk, and they're using your computer and they're going home at five o'clock and you're telling them what to do every day. Um, that sounds awfully like they should be your employee. Um, on the other hand, if you were uh, renovating your house, <laughs> I'd like to use this example, mm -hmm. and you were to bring in an independent, uh, you know, a contractor to, to, to build your kitchen, 
Um, I don't think you would have that person, you know, come in and pay them by the hour for how long they're working and, you know, tell them to come in at eight o'clock and leave at five o'clock and, and, you know, use your hammer and nails. Um, they would bring their own tools. You would probably pay them a deposit and tell them, I'll pay you more when I like the work you've done or when you've completed different tasks. That's a true independent contractor relationship. So when you work with independent contractors, um, you need to make sure the arrangement you're setting up with them is truly that of an independent business. And that means it's good to work on a fixed price basis, work on deliverables, work on results. Um, if that's not doable, uh, make sure that, you know, there's that you're not controlling their work and that they have the freedom to deliver the work the way they want to deliver it. But, but you're, you're really paying them based on, um, the, the result. Otherwise, you could be trapped into a situation where the, it could be viewed as their as you're their employee, uh, as though you're your employee. And, and if that's the case, uh, you know, then there's other other uh, you know uh, things that uh, risks attached to that, such as you know things like you know paying overtime and benefits and vacation pay and 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 taxes and. Um, and, you know, and I could tell you that most of these people that we just talked about, certainly the higher billing people, they don't want to be your employee. But unfortunately, our laws are are uh, very vague in this area, and you have to have a really bright line as to what is an independent contractor and what is an employee. Yeah. Hey, Gene, jump on the other side of the equation. When you're representing folks who are independents, um, what do you do for them that brings value? You know, how would you have them be thinking about MBO partners? Yeah. So what we do is when we bring these people on board, we set them up as their own little company. We make sure they have all the proper insurances. We make sure they understand what it means to be an independent contractor. Um, and uh, that means they have to, you know, have uh, uh, marketing materials set up. They have to have multiple clients. Uh, they have to have uh, proper, you know, business insurances. We give them access to a lot of uh, uh, benefits that they could have, like their own solo 401k, uh, uh, access to uh, health um, health insurance networks that they could. Although that that is a big issue today, but there are some uh, private insurance out there, and it's it's actually getting. Um, uh, somewhat a, a little bit more loosened up, but uh, I would say health benefits for the individual worker is still a big issue. But other than that, um, we make sure that they truly understand the responsibilities they have as an individual, that they're not going to get benefits. They're, 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 they got to carry that for themselves and they need to bundle it into their bill rate. Um, we help them understand uh, what it takes to create um, a, 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 uh, uh, a, a contract with their clients and um, uh, try to help them make sure that they could deliver their work on a results basis, which is much more of an independent contractor basis. But we, our system does things like gives them the ability to bill their clients, collect their, their money, uh, look at their accounts receivable. I mean, you could imagine what it's like to be one person who's trying to run a business as well as, you know, keep your skills sharp as well as try to do business development to find your next client. So the fact that we could give them a network of clients and um, give them the ability to create relationships with those clients, give them the uh, access to having a, a system to do their um, work approvals and payments and give 
them access to a corporate infrastructure that they could run their own business and give them access to a safety net of benefits. Uh, everything we do is trying to give them every benefit. You know, you talked about, you know, partnering. We try to give them the partnerships they need so they could be a one-person business at the same time as focus on, um, while they have to focus on delivering the services to their customers, their clients, and also make sure that they're uh, building their skills, which keep, which is their uh, you know intellectual capital and sure. value, sure. as as well as you know be compliant for all of the rules that they need to be compliant in so taxes and so forth. Yeah, this is amazing. So you're 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 actually their back officer, putting the rails on their business for them, and. Um, boy, part of it is you explained having a portfolio of clients that they build strong relationships with, maybe have ongoing contact with them. I'm coming back to the other side of the equation now. If I wanted to be the client of choice to get to garner the best folks that you have at MBO Partners that are independents, what should I be doing to be attractive? So that's a really good question, and, and it's something that um, you know we've been working on. You know, we do work with very large organizations. Um, you know, uh, uh, so, you know the, some of the top uh, you know companies in the world, and they're very bureaucratic, right? You could imagine. You, can you imagine being one person trying to do business with a global, you know, Fortune 15 company? The bureaucracy. The how do I get paid? How do I get my bill going in there? Right. So we have a whole initiative and. And, and part of um, our research that we've been doing for this eight years, the last few years, we actually added uh, additional uh, surveys and research in terms of what does it mean to be a, cho a client of choice to these individuals? Because they do have choice, especially these high talent people. They could choose who they want to work for. And we learned what, that, what really motivates them. And it's not money. What motivates them is, one, they don't like to be in a situation where they're doing stuff that's just stupid. <laughs> and it's going to sound funny, but you could imagine in many organizations, you know, their procurement departments or, or their onboarding process, you know, is very clunky. It's really designed for large companies. You know, they have to fill out a lot of forms and do things. And um, sometimes their payment uh, um their, their payment cycles are, are, again, geared towards, you know, large vendors, and they may take 60, 90 days to get paid. Um, that's not an attractive uh, arrangement for, you know, a, uh, an independent worker. Um, what we found that they really value is they want to feel their work is, is being done in a way that really adds value and is being appreciated. And they want communication. Uh, they want to know whether their work is being done right, whether it's not being done right. Uh, they they want someone to talk to when uh, they get to a point where uh, they need questions answered. And sometimes they get lost in a bureaucracy. Yeah. So what we've found is um, to be a client of choice and to work with independent uh, uh, talent, um, it's really a new channel of workforce. Um, you know, obviously large companies have HR departments to deal with employees and they have procurement departments to deal with vendors. Um, but this is a third channel. This is where the, the real clients of choice have figured out how to create um, a, a structure within their business where they could build a community. Um, they have a process that's designed, and it's not hard to do, but you just have to think through, I need a process to figure out how to onboard these people and 
have them do the work without a lot of bureaucracy and without running them through a process that's not designed to deal with an individual. Um, and it can't be your HR department because then it looks too much like an employee. And by the way, HR departments, although I love them, uh, are really all about their employees and their benefits. And, and they don't really think of independent contractors as part of their world. So you could imagine that these independent contractors, independent consultants are, are, are relegated to, to the accounts payable procurement department who really don't understand things about people. So when you really think about it, it just makes sense. Um, create a process that's designed to handle this type of workforce and uh, build that community, build a relationship. It's about a relationship, not about a transaction and give them the ability to make sure that they can communicate with the people they need to communicate to get their work done. And, um, and then there's other things that they would love to do. Like, you know, they, you know, you, you, you could have, um, provide, uh, you know, information to them about, about your organization. Uh, they, they, they love to learn more about the companies they're working for, um, so that they could add value. These are sure. people that are proud about what they do. Well, these so, are talented um, workers. I, yeah. Gene, I think sharing yeah. with them the strategy, the core values of the organization about how we think yes. we get work done here. And no, I, I, I can see all of that. You have, I think a lot of our listeners maybe thinking anew again about we know this capability as mid-sized firms is I need to almost out-partner the competition, right? And some of that is going to be this independent yes. workforce. And how you're you're explaining it is has got my brain going about, man, how much friction are we creating for folks who are independents? And because we do use them and, and, and rethinking right. that is so important. So um, boy, thank you for bringing us this, this topic and ways of thinking about it and the introduction to uh, MBO partners. And, you know, we're coming up to the top of our time. And, and before we go, Gene, is there anything that you'd like to share with our audience that we haven't covered yet? Well, I mean, I think we, we covered quite a bit. I think the risk we covered, the, the client of choice, and, and certainly, you know, the fact that this is a pretty important segment of the workforce. Uh, so, um, no, I, I, I think, uh, you know, regulation is, a, is an important topic. I, I do spend a lot of time uh, on Capitol Hill, and, and uh, you know, we have a, a, an initiative we're calling a certified self-employed initiative where the government could come up with rules in terms of uh, almost like a professional certification that uh, so the, the the hiring company would be cleared of not having to worry about whether this is an employee or an independent contractor because they'd be certified as an independent um, uh, self-employed person. But, uh, you know, we're working with, uh, we're trying to work with the Small Business Administration and with other agencies. But uh, I, I could just tell you that at some point, I think these things will get better. But uh, over the next few years, it's still, you know, kind of wild, wild west in terms of trying to figure out how to, you know, navigate all the, uh, you know, crazy uh different uh, rules and regulations out there. So, you know, proceed with caution, but it's, uh, it's, it's a very strategic uh, business strategy to uh, figure out how to leverage this segment of the workforce. You've done a great job at helping us understand the different dimensions of it. And to our listeners in the show notes, we'll have the report that we've talked about, the state of independence in America. I can tell you I've read it, and it's just chock full of good information and a really, you know, thought-provoking stuff. So, hey, Gene, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your talent and your passion around this issue. And to all of our listeners, uh, look forward to next month's show. 
and uh, join me in thanking Gene for being on the show today. Gene, thank you. Well, thank you, John. It was a pleasure. Okay. Bye for now, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Big Cast C-Suite with John Janclays. To learn more or connect with John and the CEO Corner, please visit theceocorner.com. And we always welcome you to join in on our conversation. You can connect with the BigCast Network directly by tweeting us at BigFintech, emailing us at info at big-fintech.com, or visiting our website at bigfintechmedia.com.